0: On the last episode of Dice Funk.
1: I'm turning on my rage. Wow. It doesn't even matter. Wow.
2: It's a really strong tree.
1: The only thing that he can really
3: do is hit things, and he's, he's not hitting things really well.
4: We had one element on your sheet, which we earmarked for later. This was a secret you had about something. Mm-hmm. In this zen state, you felt something, okay. a presence, yep. and you hear a voice behind you. You have to agree to something. If I tell you the story, you can't tell anybody where you heard it. You agree? Yep. Gods do not revive their clerics. Drop. And there's no such thing as a half dryad. Drop. There is a doorway. It is in the middle of this room. It is almost as if it's a spider the size of a fist Mm -hmm. made of plant material.
3: Okay, then I'm going to spend one of my key points and Flurry of Blows this motherfucker.
4: Arcana to infer if there's
0: any magic related to what's going on with this thing
4: not only was it moving when drop saw it it was moving the last time elias saw it which is when he looked inside the chest wound of one dr sherry noel m d
5: Sound
1: like you're in like a bathroom.
3: I sound like I'm in a bathroom.
1: Yes, yes. You know how like bathrooms sound like a little bit echoier than say.
3: Uh, yeah, a... yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I, I know that that's how they do. Let me just.
1: <laughs> I don't want to have to explain bathroom physics. Um...
4: <laughs> bathroom physics is a good name for an episode. It, it is. is. <laughs> All right. So last we left the party. After a hard-fought victory in which everyone uh, came close to death. I think Violet was the only one who really wasn't a roll away, a roll or two away from death. A pretty perilous fight. You guys have emerged victorious. Drop is holding something weird and squishy in his hands. Uh, Everyone else is pulling themselves together. Let's look at the wound report. Two of you were crushed pretty badly. Elias was stabbed in the back with some... I keep calling them splinters. I guess they're splinters. Um, But he was healed, so he's doing pretty well. Um, Sheriff K was was stabbed in the back, like in the kidneys with one. Drop was stabbed in the back. A lot of people were stabbed in the back. I didn't intend that. Turns out, kind of a theme. So everyone's pretty banged up. But you're all alive, safe, together, and uh, take it away.
0: Now, we've already been led to where the spider thing is, or did Drop bring that out to show the class? I I brought it out. Okay. (laughs) To show the class, yeah. Yes. Um, I brought
3: enough for everybody.
0: Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Violet tasted it.
3: Yes, and
2: Vinny is still hugging Drop and is now covered in goo as a result.
0: Nice. Uh, Elise is gonna be like, um, would you care to show us where you found that thing?
3: I sort of I'm gonna look at the thing, the pile of goo that I'm holding. Mm -hmm. then kind of like turn and look behind me (laughs) i'm gonna
4: gesture with the pile of goo follow me are you guys gonna keep that on you are you have you added it to your inventory or is this just a showpiece i haven't i haven't (laughs) yet but at the at the point in time
3: it's it's kind of a showpiece we'll see what i decide to do with it later
4: Yeah, I'm excited. So let me describe the area a little bit more because you guys were fighting, it was raining, it was chaos, so you didn't get a good look at everything. But now you look around and this Glitter Gold Encampment is like really ramshackle. It's like really spur of the moment. It seems like they found this place, You know, gathered up some timber, pounded it into the ground to make like a little fence, which like there was a space for a drop to enter in. There's a campfire. People had thrown like their sleeping bags and stuff and there's mining equipment. You see pickaxes, you see the magical fantasy equivalent of headlamps, stuff like that all around. And then the cave itself is now this isn't like a cave you think was here in its current form forever. Like at at best, it was like a bear's den or something like, you know, in the forests, there's like changes in elevation. And then there's like where the hobbits hid from the ringwraiths under that tree.
1: Right. Okay.
4: Do you know what I'm saying, though?
1: Yes, I, I believe I've seen the movie.
3: I hang out in bears dens all the time, Austin. I know exactly what you're talking about.
4: I guess my basic point is that there's not like a, this isn't a tunnel deep into the earth. It's basically like there was a change in elevation. There was a, a small cave here and then something bored into it. Um, in the way that area under the glitter gold tower was bored into. And it, once again, it just doesn't go particularly deep. It's like a really gentle angle downward. And then it twists and turns or, um, a couple times like a, like an S basically. And then you guys are at the door, previously described in a large chamber, circular chamber with the door in the middle, door frame. I'm going to call it a door accidentally, repeatedly, but know that it's a door frame. Mm.
3: On my way there, I'm also describing what happened in terms of, not again, you know, uh, not not where I got the information as I was urged by the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what what happened. I'm like, okay, you're gonna see it. It's gonna be a door. When I looked in the door, there was another place on the other side, and then when I got there. So I'm just gonna tell them what happened.
4: Mm. Okay, so so to be double-double clear, you're telling them that you found this place, and there's a door, and the plant monster, but you're neither telling them about the voice, nor the story it told you? No. Cool. Alright, so you guys, you guys are all in this chamber. Okay.
0: Just gonna go up to the so it looks like a door frame and but is it like against the wall and there's no actual physical door on it or
2: It's like in the middle of the room, isn't it?
0: It's in the exact
4: center of the room, standing free.
0: Okay. So Lisa's going to just walk up to uh, this frame and sort of pace around it a few times.
4: When you get to the behind it,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you do not you don't see it anymore. Oh. What would be the back of it? It's just, you're just in an empty cavern looking at your friends.
0: Interesting. Okay, so it's only visible from one side.
2: Vinny's going to stick her head in.
4: (laughs) In Through the door? Yeah. All right. I mean, you look around, you see this. It's actually gorgeous. In all directions, you just see this uh, entirely different landscapes. There are mountains that reach up so high that it's... Boggles your sense of scale, like you can no longer even comprehend. And like you're looking up and up and up, and you realize, like, maybe there isn't a sky at all, and it's just mountains forever. And you look down and you see like fields of beautiful, glowing crystals, and you look to one side, and there's just shifting sands of deserts that seem to be alive with movement, and you look the other way, and they're Canyons it's like so deep that it's just they just descend into darkness, and you're just appreciating all these landscapes. And it takes you a while before you realize you're not breathing, or you're you're trying to breathe. You're not taking any in any air. Oh. So can you give me a Constitution saving throw? Whoops.
1: I mean, if I don't know if I roll to stay alive.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey Vinny,
4: can you roll to stay alive?
2: I can do my best. I roll a twelve.
4: Uh, twelve. You start gasping and like grabbing at your throat, but you don't look. You don't lose consciousness with a twelve.
2: Okay, I'm gonna jerk my head back in. You do. <gasps> Lots of rocks in there. Not a lot of air.
0: <laughs> what? <sighs> at least a- 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 just uh, walks to the side of the frame where there's actually a frame and tries to infer a little bit about it with an Arcana check. Mm-hmm. Let's see what sort of wacky magic we got going on here.
4: Possibly. 23. 23? You think this magic is hella wacky. Hmm. This is the clowns of magic. <laughs> These are <laughs> magic clowns. It, I, it, I take it as some sort of portal or... Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. With a 23 arcana, this is a portal. Ooh. This is a portal. It leads somewhere. It's hard, You can't determine exactly where. Obviously not, not anywhere you're familiar with, or I would give you that with this check. Right. Is there anything more specific you can narrow it down?
0: Elias is going to do what Vinny did, basically, but be a little bit more cautious about it. Just sort of noting that she pulled her head back and was coughing and gasping. Uh, He sort of just glances back and says, If I um, seem to be under any duress, make sure to pull me back promptly. You gotcha. He proceeds to poke his head through the frame to see what's on the other side.
4: Alright, and with your 23, I'm going to say you definitely know that whatever's on the other sides of the door it does not conform to the exact same rules of wherever you are. Mm. You assume it's magic, but it's like you see rocks floating, which they don't usually do, and you see things that seem to defy physics. Like like I said, things seem to go on forever mm. in ways that hurt your head to look at, and there doesn't seem to be bottoms or tops to things where there should be. So if it's if it's not magic, it's something beyond magic.
0: Right, so Elias will tug his head back and be like, this must be... This might just very well be a entirely different plane or I mean I've I know there are planes other than, you know, the material plane and the wild but this may very well be just a direct entryway to one of these locations. Um did I notice the problem with air in the when I took my head through that Vinny did or
4: Um I mean yeah, sure. If you try to draw breath you notice you don't get any.
0: Uh I don't know if there's a way to safely <laughs> proceed through, but this is certainly... Glasses head back in for a second. Pulls it back out. Fascinating.
5: Lots
2: of rocks, right?
0: <laughs> Not just rocks. Rocks that are suspended as if via thread or some other force.
2: Ah, fancy
0: rocks. You could say that, I suppose. Though, of course, it brings up the question of why, what they are doing and how they're being suspended. I for Let's see here he, Elias pulls out his his book from uh, the, the, uh, the Adventures of Job, as it were, flips through it like, hmm, ponderances on peculiar planes. Doesn't seem to say much about exact planes and what they would have. Mostly, this is inane ramblings about why other planes aren't as good as the material planes.
4: This seems a bit less in- insightful than I was hoping for.
2: Is dad Daddy with us?
4: Yeah, I assume that you guys kind of like put him up on your shoulders and brought him in. Okay. Um,
2: <laughs> Is he conscious?
4: He can be, if you would like him to be. Yes. <laughs> All right, you can shake him awake, I guess.
2: Hey, 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 Dad.
4: Haven.
2: Hey, what do you know about this shit? <laughs> <laughs> it
4: was a good door. You did a good job. Good, good door. Oh, Thank you.
2: Oh, geez. Go back to sleep.
4: Alright, okay. alright.
1: Vi- Vi- Violet interrupts, like, sort of out of frustration and says, look, I'm just a beautiful magic horse and maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but what <laughs> what does sticking our head between the door between worlds get us any closer to forming the airship Triforce? Because <laughs> that's, that's basically what I'm saying right now. And then Violet sort of, like, sk- sulks in, in the corner. <laughs> That's literally all I wanted to say. I'm done.
2: Maybe he's gonna go over to Violet and Patterson. Out. Hey, hey there, friend. Yep. You okay? Yeah. Got something going on?
1: No, I, I'm okay. I just, I don't. I'm, I'm in all kinds of weird realms and stuff. And now there's a hole to a bunch of other ones, and I don't know what's going on. And I'm not a, I'm not a planner. So I'm just, I'm just gonna chill until someone. F- figures out what to do with the Vortex doorframe.
0: To be fully honest, proceeding through does not necessarily seem like a good idea yet, unless <laughs> you saw anything in particular here drop when you were around.
4: <laughs> There's going to have to be a lot of constitution saving throw crits. Drop yeah.
3: uh, drop holds up the, uh, the pile of goo and says, mm-hmm. well, this.
0: Right. Well, I say... Investigating the rest of the the glitter gold stuff that was around here might give us some information about, well, either what they're doing here specifically, or who knows, we might even find something about making our own airship. I'm
1: I'm rolling for investigation, which is not good for Violet, but that's that's what she
0: wants to contribute. At least we at least we'll have Violet come along as official deputy junior <laughs> investigator assistant.
2: It sounds like that might have been a bad idea.
4: <laughs> Leon rolled two minus two. It's mostly a decorative title. It's less of an actual title with weight, so.
1: <laughs> I rolled a zero.
4: Yeah, you rolled two minus two. What were you investigating? The door?
1: No, just ed- no glitter gold stuff around us.
4: Oh, in this chamber or out at the encampment? I just want to be clear anything, anything
1: glitter goldy around, uh, within Violet's eyesight.
4: Okay, so in the chamber. Yeah. All right, so you're looking around. <laughs> you're looking around the inside this cave.
1: Look, let let let's let's not bullshit. She found nothing. You. <laughs>
4: <laughs> let me tell you what you found. Okay. You act. You're like looking down on the ground, looking around. You're moving your head back and forth, and you knock uh, some rubble free with your horn, and it f- falls down on you, and you take uh one d4 damage. <laughs> With a zero, yeah. You pummel yourself with rocks. Okay.
3: Uh, Austin. Yeah. Um, right. Last episode when I was investigating the door, I took a piece of a rock from from the floor and I kind of threw it through. Correct. And I believe you told me that it, it hit the ground on the other side?
4: Yep, and just hit the ground like a rock would.
3: Okay. Now, of the rocks floating in the air, are there any that are, like, within grasp? Like, any that, you know, you could just, like, lean out quickly and maybe sort of, like, poke or
4: grab or, or anything? No, this doesn't seem to be a uniform property of it. You see plenty of rocks on the ground. Uh, there just seems to be in the distance some floating rocks. Right. Um, It doesn't seem to be a thing that's like, oh, on this side of the door, rocks float. It's just like those couple particular, like, they're like islands. They're not just like handheld rocks. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. It's just one of the many wonders on the other side.
2: I want to, like, what do the rocks look like?
4: There's rocks of every shape and color. There's red rocks, green rocks, purple rocks, black rocks, white rocks. They're sharp, small, big, round, soft. Mm. There's
2: sparkly gold rocks.
4: Yep, there's gold rocks. Got got some grunge rocks over there, probably. (laughs) Yeah, heavy metal rocks. (laughs) You got your progressive metal rocks, acid metal rocks, sludge metal rocks. Right. I don't know where this joke is going, but yeah, dude, it's a rock smorgasbord.
2: If anyone's going to roll an investigation on the door, I got an 18.
4: That's pretty good. I mean, looking at the doorway itself, you see that the rocks that the outside are made up of. Uh, don't seem to be any that you're familiar with. I think before Drop asked me, I guess Johnny asked me, if they were the same stuff the ships were made out of. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to give you for this investigation that you've seen now the Glitter Gold 9 and the Glitter Gold 6. And judging from the difference between the colors in that one, because the Glitter Gold 9 was like solid gold Mm -hmm. and the 6 was like faded and chipped and peeled. So you assume that that gold color is not the natural color of that material it's like a paint okay um and this is not that um as i told drop so if you were like oh we're just we'll just find the gold rock that's the stuff we're looking for no okay all right um i guess
0: one i guess one consideration would be to see if outside in the encampment area there are any storage containers that might be holding things that look like some of the rocks that are past that doorway
4: If you want to check through that stuff, give me an investigation. If you guys want to go outside.
0: You got it. Uh, 23 again.
4: Fuck. Fuck me sideways. Up, down, and left. Yeah, you just rifle through all their shit, and you find some good stuff. One is um, some paperwork written in Gnome. Do any of you speak Gnome? Nope.
1: No. Let me double check.
4: Gnome, I don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Boom.
4: There it is. Well, I asked for that one. All right, so you have some gnome paperwork if you want to add that to your inventory. You cannot read it now. The other thing is you notice um, amongst the pickaxes and helmets and rope and whatnot, um, there seems to be a couple masks that have like weird primitive tanks attached to them, Hmm. like air tanks. Oh, oh. I see where this is going. So you find, I'm going to say, like eight of those. All right.
2: Try it on.
0: Does one of the masks uh, fit his face if he tries to finesse it on?
4: Uh, nope, not really. They're made for gnomes, so none of them are going to fit any of your faces in their current state.
2: Not even my tiny face?
4: No, you have a different cheekbone structure. You're a human. Yeah. You're a human in everything but texture. <laughs> Bodily speaking. All right.
0: Um. Well, okay. Does it, Even though if, if the straps don't work, could it be possible for Elias to carry one of them and just hold the... The part that goes over the nose and mouth, just against his face by hand.
4: Um, you might need. To, I'm gonna have you make a roll, maybe just a raw intelligence, to see if you can like jer- uh, jury rig, jerry rig. I don't know yeah. what the non-slur ver- version of that idiom is. 18. Yeah, I'm gonna say with if you guys can find some cloth or whatever, yeah. and you can try to like block up the exits. Um, you can make an imperfect seal, which will give you a decreased amount of time to use it. So who's gonna go in?
0: Um, I think I was the one that was planning on it. Given the fact that I put this on my face.
2: <laughs> Good point.
0: Well, at least like once he has of the mask, he's gonna kind of slings him, uh, get the tank kind of held, however he can, and then he's going to uh, go back to the door frame inside of the cave. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm gonna
3: I'm gonna take a rope out of oh, my explorer's yep. <laughs> pack and uh, kind of like pantomime. Towards uh, Elias for a second and then go, Oh, right, you can hear me fine. We mm-hmm. should tie this around your waist.
5: Oh,
0: a good idea. What? I said, That sounds like a good idea.
1: I think he said, Push. Push him in. <laughs> Violet. I
2: don't, I don't know about that, Violet.
1: I think first we should probably tie the
3: rope around his waist. Yeah. I guess. Don't push him. I'm Team Violet. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tie one end of the rope around Elias's waist.
4: Mm-hmm. All right, done.
0: Okay. Eli- Elias sort of gives the old thumbs up, and then you know takes a deep breath, and then uh, walks through the door frame.
4: All right. The first thing you notice on the other side of the portal, which I think we've previously previously discussed, but I'll accentuate it here, is that there's a surprising lack of sensation. You don't feel any heat or cold. You don't feel a breeze. There's like a Almost like an emptiness, but it's just kind of a neutrality around you. So the air is not the only thing lacking. And you feel that, but you have the mask on, so you're not in any immediate danger, it seems like. But yeah, you step out and you feel the earth beneath you, and very little else.
0: Elias is going to look for the nearest possible
4: like floating rock thing that he could <laughs> actually reach from the ground. There aren't any of like the floating islands mm. within... Like I said, the, the scale of this is like hard to comprehend. It's like starting to give you a headache to even look at. Okay, um, I
0: guess then what he will be doing is just sort of uh, pressing on forward and looking down at the um, at, at the rocks that are on the ground in the area here and see. And he wants to see if there's any indication that something might have been mined or worked by pickaxes in the immediate area.
4: Uh, so survival check me.
0: Uh, you got it. Uh, fifteen.
4: Yeah, fifteen's fine. You find some gnome-shaped footprints which lead off in a direction. It's not really. There's no. You don't know what's northeast, southwest, but like right. left from the door.
0: Right. So it's in a, in a leftish manner. He's going to need to follow these footprints or these indications of of gnomes walking a certain direction.
4: And with a 15, you don't get the sense that they were trying to hide their tracks or anything. It seems basically like they just kind of walked in, like mm-hmm. another day on the job. Here right. we go do the mines.
0: They likely were not assuming that people would regularly be coming in here where they where they were going to, you know, do their do the duty as it were. And that duty <laughs> being gathering possibly whatever is in this weird plane.
4: It, where they're going to do the do. It's the Secret Mountain Dew Fountain. That's right. Yeah. This is where Mountain Dew comes from. (laughs) You found the Dew Portal. Oh
0: jeez. Oh
4: sweet. (laughs) I
0: now we just need to find the. uh, We need to just find the Doritos plane, and I think we'll have. (laughs) They they, they will just no scope this entire campaign. (laughs) All right. So
4: too late for this. Yes, right. Um, But yeah, you follow the footprints to their natural conclusion, which is pretty far down the plane. And I say plain in just like the geographical right, 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 right. feature sense, not confirmation of any theory sense, until you get to like the end of this flat ground and there's like a steep drop off. And you're now looking over a cliff on a large field of crystals, mm. like in rows and columns, like crops. And th- they're just in this bed far down off this cliff and it on, in this huge f- field that just spans left to right as far as the eye can see in both directions. And there's just like different kinds of crystals, like huge purple ones, small green ones, mm. medium-sized silver ones, you know, jagged red ones, smooth p- brown ones. Mm.
0: At his eyes, you know, even though no one can see them, you know, they, they get wide and sort of like in awe of kind of what he's seen since it's so fantastical and, you know, crystalline. Um, mm-hmm. He, Will proceed further to or to the crystals. I mean, he's going to go probably to maybe the uh, the closest uh, ones he can find. uh, Maybe the closest silver ones in particular.
4: This cliff is a little too far to jump Mm. without hurting yourself. So if you're going to climb down, um, it's going to be an athletics check. I think.
0: All right, at least it's sort of like it's a deep breath. It's like okay, this is this is not this is this is not going to be a problem. So you rolled a (laughs) twelve.
4: I'm going to say you make it about halfway down before you start slipping and sliding. But by that mm. time, you're not in any danger. So when you do fall off, you just kind of bump your butt mm-hmm. and you're like, ow, but you're fine. So then you walk over to the nearest silver crystals. Mm-hmm. Yes. they're These are like the size of you. They're just big crystals and they, they jut out of the ground as if they're growing out like plants. And they're just uh, huge like diamond shapes. Mm-hmm. And you feel like if you put your like arms around them, you could like maybe hug it. But that's how big it is. Wow. Are there fragments of the crystal laying around nearby? Uh, you don't see any?
0: Mm.
4: I mean, there are fragments of other ones. I'm just saying at you don't see any silver ones. But if you look around, I'm sure you see fragments of some of the other ones. Right. Okay. He.
0: What well, well, at least we'll do is look around, look for the crystals that he does at least see some fragments of, and proceed to get handfuls of them And throw, put him into his, into his backpack um, as well as he can.
4: All right. Can you give me a constitution saving throw?
0: I certainly can. Uh, 13.
4: 13, yeah. You're starting to get a little short of breath, but you're not in immediate danger. And I want to say, I don't know how long that rope is, but it definitely would have run out when you went down this cliff. So I assume, how many ropes do you guys have? Did you tie all of your ropes together to make a super rope?
2: Yes.
4: (laughs) I mean, so, like, we're like, I'm more than 50 feet away from
0: the portal, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that would be that would require quite a bit of rope to actually...
4: Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I just forgot about the rope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm, like, trying to backtrack and say, like, okay, you guys used Johnny's rope, and then he got to the end of it, and then Vinny was like, I'll use mine, and then you tied it to it, and that right?
2: And we can use my whip, too. Uh,
4: but basically, you're at the end of your rope.
2: <laughs>
4: I'll say.
0: Uh, What Elise is going to do is once he gets a good amount of crystals gotta gather, he's going to grab at the rope and then tug at it and and like sort of like <laughs> like a one two tug that's not like hard enough to pull it out of anyone's hands, hopefully, but to maybe indicate,
4: mm-hmm. you know, hey, uh pull me back up. Yeah. I everyone else roll strength, but there's three of you, so as long as none of you botch, you oh, should oh
1: well, well, am I actually holding this rope? Because I never said I was, but okay.
4: You don't have to. No, don't, I, don't I, to prop... I definitely will try to help now. I assume you're all cooperating whenever, you know, that question is brought up. But if Violet, <laughs> if you want to have a standing non-cooperation. No, no,
1: no, no, Violet will definitely help. I just didn't say that, like, Violet tied anything to herself.
2: You're using your mouth.
1: But yes, I, she she will sort of, like, she will sort of, like, bite into the rope and pull now. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I rolled a nine.
1: Yeah! 21. It's first really good roll in a long time for me.
4: Yeah, you guys drag drag his skinny ass up the side of a cliff and then over the ground like he's trying to stand up and be like, "No, it's fine, I can walk from here." But you just keep yanking him yeah. to the ground.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, he only weighs 110 pounds, mind you. So yeah, mm-hmm. he's a he's a lightweight to say to say the least.
4: So you drag him kicking, screaming, and gasping back through the doorway. You, if you want to add these to your inventory sketch, and man, you are just. Bogged the fuck down with shit, but you have, a, let's say, a smooth white crystal, mm. a spiky red crystal, and a let's say round blue crystal. Okay. So shard. Those are shards.
0: So we got. So we got a uh, white, red, and blue crystals.
3: This assortment um, of crystals fills me with a love for freedom.
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: fuck! I didn't even
1: realize
4: that. That was not deliberate.
1: I do not get that reference, but that's okay.
4: They're red, white, and blue, you dingus.
1: Oh, I wasn't paying attention.
4: <laughs> we are so aware, Leon. Well, uh, least is gonna, you
0: know, pull off the, the mask he has on, Gasper, uh, Gasper Breath a few times, and then just sort of remark, Uh, it looks like whatever they were doing in there had to do with these things, as he pulls out the, uh, the crystals and sort of shows them to, shows them to, the, to the class.
2: Ooh, shiny. I saved you. <laughs>
0: I want you to know that. <laughs> I, I, I considered this to be all of you saving me,
4: and I appreciate it.
1: I'm the strongest, is all I'm saying. Anyway.
4: Elias says that while he's just like covered in dirt and scratches from being dragged along a cliff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Elias uh, just sort of let's see if I can sense anything about these things. So he's just sort of like, lays the crystals out in front of him as if he was trying to swindle someone on the streets of a busy city uh, mm-hmm. with their healing powers, um, and then does an arcana check on them specifically. Okay. Alright, let's see here. Is this shit magic? 15.
4: Uh, you do not know specifically if they're magic, but they seem to have strange properties, like, they don't seem to weigh what they should, given their size, like, mm-hmm. some feel too light, some feel too heavy... Like, if you shake them, like, one makes a weird noise. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're just, like, weird. You don't know why. You'd have to take them to some sort of specialist or something. Interesting.
0: Well, that is that at least gives us a little insight about what what they might be using to travel the way that they have been. The airships, that is. Maybe these things are used for that, but I can't say that for certain at all. They're pretty. They, they certainly are. None of them are gold, though. I don't think any of the crystals I saw in there were gold. Violet licks them.
2: <laughs> oh Violet, you can't just lick everything.
4: Constitution saving throw. We're
1: right. doing it. Um oh cool. I get plus three to Constitution.
4: I'll still botch. <laughs> Sixteen. Damn it. Yeah. You lick one of them and it tastes uh really, really good. It tastes like sweet like candy. It's delicious.
1: Violet wants to eat them now.
2: Don't eat them, Violet!
4: It's the red one. It's the most delicious thing you've ever tasted. Oh
0: my
1: god, I want it!
4: Uh, I...
0: I I don't know if that's necessarily safe.
1: Well, we'll break off a piece. Well, you know what? Just save them for later.
2: Grab a midnight snack.
4: (laughs) Break me off a piece of that weird-ass crystal. (laughs) (laughs) In in
0: either case, at least, it sort of, like, rolls his shoulders and... It appears to be, at least, a bit of weariness, like, I... Would love to investigate in there some more, but given the difficulty of breathing in there, it might take a bit more than just one quick excursion. Either way, I could stand to get a little bit of rest right now.
2: Let's all take naps.
4: Okay. Alright, so you guys know how short rests work. You roll hit die to recover health, unless you're going to sleep straight through to morning, in which case everyone can get full everything.
0: I'm fine with just doing the short rest, but I think Vinny has something special if we do short rests.
4: I do.
2: I do. That's what I was about to say. And Vinny is going to play the song of rest.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. Lullaby and goodnight. Go to sleep tall friends. That's it.
3: (laughs) Okay. Austin, I'm just going to make a note here that I'm also going to spend 30 minutes meditating to regain my, my, my key.
1: Hot.
0: Okay. I'm at maximum hit points as a result of all that, so.
1: I want to do something while some of them are sleeping, though.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I want to eat the red one. Oh,
4: gosh. You dip your snoot right in Elias' bag, fish out the red crystal, and then you crunch that bo- bad boy down. I'm nice. going to be
0: awake while you're doing this, you know.
1: No, no, I'm sorry, but you you just said you were sleeping.
0: I didn't say I was sleeping
1: else don't sleep.
0: I don't sleep. Right,
1: do, wait, do I? do I have to roll a stealth check to get it?
0: Uh, uh but what, what? 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 I, I can make a counter suggestion as to what can happen here. <laughs> you, you could can, can insist you want to eat eat the thing, and Elias will probably concede and try to break off a piece for you to have.
1: I'm sorry, but that that is not what Violet wants to do.
4: Roll a stealth. <laughs> yeah, just roll a stealth.
1: I'm gonna. I'm making my own fun, okay? Mm-hmm. It's,
4: that's... I'm excited for you. But...
1: <laughs> it's not good. Oops. Oops. It's seven, which isn't terrible, but it's not good at all.
4: Yeah, he spots you, but whether or not he can get to you before you do that, or even wants to, tries to, is still up in the air. So you're, getting the... <laughs> you're pulling the red crystal out. What do you do, Elias? Elias well, just sort of, like, blinks at,
0: at Violet. like, um, I... I... If you if you want, I could go get another one of those after a moment so we don't run out of
4: them. Violet, do you scarf that mother?
1: I want to say Violet eats half of it.
4: <laughs> okay, you munch or crunch it.
2: Is that good for your little horsey teeth?
4: Oh,
1: probably. Oh, no, this is going to be very bad. Um, but yeah, Violet, Violet eats half of a red crystal. Mm,
4: yeah, it's it feels like candy-coated sex. It's so fucking good. <laughs>
1: Good! Oh, okay, so nothing bad happened.
4: There's just, like, a- there's a just the stickiest orgy in your mouth right now.
1: <laughs> Alright. Violet- Violet sort of licks her lips, gives uh, Elias a look, and goes, hmm, and then goes back
0: to sleep. Elias just rubs his head a bit, and I'm like, that was- that was certainly
4: weird.
1: Violet eats what Violet wants to eat. <laughs>
4: It's funny, on Elias' character sheet, he's the one with the quirk that he doesn't know, like, what food is, because he's from the Feywild, but I guess that also applies to Violet. Yeah, I, I have my own definitions of what
0: I consider food, hmm. mm-hmm. and and crystals typically aren't food, so. Yeah. And also the eating habits of people, that's same so just like, you know, that was, you know, eating something out of someone's bag, a little weird, a little weird, maybe, that's a unicorn thing, though.
1: Oh, it's definitely a Violet thing. It's really rude. <laughs> it probably
4: is. How rude! <laughs> so you guys all take a little nap. Yeah. You like apply apply bandages. You know, meditate, trance. You get right with Jesus. Um, the next, you know, after you're done with that, Sheriff K seems a bit more lucid, and he suggests uh, collecting mediocre Jeff on the way back to the village so you can put him to rest um, respectfully.
2: That's a good idea, Dad. But what if they're bees again?
4: Vinny, I've taught you better than that. Come on, we can handle a couple bees.
2: <laughs> there was more than a couple bees. Vinny. And you you know how, Dad, you know how I feel about bees. They're my favorite little buzzy boys. But there were like a bajillion bees.
4: Vinny, I'm going to need you to be a brave flower for me. Can you do that? Okay. Okay. Come on. Okay. All right.
0: I'm glad, I'm <laughs> glad to see that you're doing better. You looked a little bit roughed up after that, well... The encounter with the tree and all.
2: You mean when it squished us?
0: Yes, that, that that one in particular. Yeah, I'm surprised you saved us,
4: Skinny. That was some good bow
0: work. Oh, uh, well, uh, you don't get training for a few decades without getting a little competent at it, I guess. I did good, too. <laughs> I'll
4: have to challenge you to an archery contest sometime. That sounds like a pleasant idea, actually. Vinny never took much to it, but it's my specialty. I could tell. He seems, like, really proud of this, <laughs> like, embarrassingly. Like, Vinny's like, Dad, come on, Dad. Oh, don't, don't. It's like how dads talk about their high school football careers.
0: <laughs> dad, no, you don't have to go, no, no, don't talk about how you won the track meet, no. Dad. <laughs> dad, put the trophies away, Dad. <laughs> dad, this is not the gun show, no.
2: How many times can we say Dad in one episode?
4: <laughs> dad. All right. All right, so um, are you guys going to follow his, his suggestion and go pick up Mediocre Jeff?
2: That's what Vinny votes for.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Anyone else? Anybody else?
4: <laughs> I have no qualms with this. I, I
1: follow the party, basically.
4: I just don't want to like take control without consulting the party. But you guys, you guys do that. You, your trek back through the forest is relatively uneventful. The storm has broken. You, there doesn't seem to be anybody following or menacing you. Eventually, you find your way back Mediocre Jeff because... Sheriff K knows these forests very well. You're never lost for even a second. And you guys come across that body, which is now lying on its back because Vinny flipped it over.
2: Can I roll nature to listen for bees?
4: That's perception. Perception?
2: Damn it. Bees are nature.
4: That's your knowledge of nature.
2: Oh, I got a six.
4: You think you might hear something. You're like, you're like, wait, hold on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm spooking myself.
2: Somebody smarter than me listen for bees.
1: Uh, All right. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not smarter, but um, I'm going to... What, what do I roll to listen for bees? Perception. Perception? Okay.
4: 13.
3: I'm going to go ahead and imagine that we're all, like, craning our necks at, the, at our various <laughs> heights.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elias and Violet both got 13s uh, drop, and Vinny got much less, but let's say the people who did well hear, like, a buzz or two, but not, like, an angry swarm.
0: Uh, it, uh, it seems pretty normal, I suppose.
2: Okay.
0: Violet
1: says, I hear bees.
2: No, ah, Bees.
1: I hear some bees.
2: Some bees. Define some, Violet.
1: Look, I'm not, like, a bee expert over here. I'm just saying that I, I detect that there are some bees.
0: It's more than a few, but not as many as a lot,
4: though. That's what you're basically <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah,
1: not, not enough to kill Macaulay Calkin and My Girl, you know, right. so... We're
4: good. (laughs) You guys squabble for so long that eventually Sheriff K just opens his mouth and starts emitting bee noises. (laughs) As I've told you guys before, Kenku have perfect vocal control and can mimic any sound they've ever heard. And so he makes like bee noises for a little bit. And then you guys see a couple bees flitter out of Jeff's nose and off and away.
2: Oh, shit. That was so cool, dad.
4: It's nothing. As easy as, you know, shooting a bow for me.
2: Oh no, not that again! <laughs> you stop that right now.
4: It's listen. It just comes naturally when you've been doing dad, it for as long as I dad, have.
2: Dad, just go, just go pick up the body. You're the biggest one.
4: <laughs> he he, like looks out the body, looks down at the like wound in his side, and is like, "Well." Oh yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: sh- okay, never mind.
4: No, it's it's okay. Your big strong dad can do it. He says uh, he uh, okay. he lies. Dad.
2: <laughs> Just no, stop showing off, dad. Wait, isn't one of us really muscular? <laughs> I distinctly remember that. Mhm. glistening muscles or something.
4: Two of you
0: are very strong. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know of anyone in this group that's especially muscular, but uh I mean, they, They're more than welcome to in- declare their intention to <laughs> to to show off the swollenness,
4: as it were.
3: Um I'm I'm poking the pile of goo
4: okay so you've added that to your inventory yeah i think so okay
1: if if you need do you need me to to use my mighty strength is that's all i'm asking
4: well we're gonna put we're gonna put them on your back probably so
1: okay oh yeah okay go ahead
2: Vinny rolls a 14
4: you guys are fully grown adults you can drag a body up onto a horse it's not a thing
0: one would hope. It's more—it's more—that more five percent chance of failure that I was rolling for.
4: Mm, yeah, that could be funny. I just don't think it should take two and a half minutes <laughs> to pick up a thing. Oh, you're right. You're right. It should take five minutes. No, it's just kidding. Yeah. Um, so
2: we do it. We did the thing.
4: Yeah, you guys put Jeff onto Violet and cart him back to town. You guys uh, get back to the village. I guess in the wee hours, because it was like getting late when you guys had that fight, and then you explored and investigated, and then you took a nap, so it was like, you know, four in the morning or something, and it took like eight hours to walk back. So it's like early Mm. before noon. Um, So there are people up and about in the village, um, but it's not like bustling or anything.
2: Let's go see other dad, dad.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: Uh, Elise just sort of nods and says, that seems to be the best person to.
2: Then he's going to just start
3: marching off no matter what anybody says.
0: Okay. Um.
3: Drop is gonna ask uh Cardinal Stab Daddy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um do you guys have a, a a a shaman or a priest or a witch doctor in the village? I I got an I got an ache that I you know, might need a little bit of help, but I don't wanna bother anybody with magic or
4: uh, we have a lot of people with uh, basic clerical training, but Vinnie was really the spiritual heart of the village. She was right, like the right. spokesperson. Um, it speaks through her, you know,
3: mm-hmm.
4: Alona in our in our spiral, which is right. why we sent her off. Yeah. So if she can't help you, how, lo-
3: how-, how long has she been doing that?
4: Um, I mean, she's served Alona her whole life, but really, just in the last you know seven years, did she really become the focal point mm-hmm. on account of her accident?
3: Right. Right. The accident.
4: I I assume you guys are she told you cuz you guys are friends.
3: No. No. What what accident was that?
4: Oh, with uh with the Knoll?
3: Yeah. <laughs> I guess.
4: He seems he seems like kind of confused cuz he's not sure if she, like if he's embarrassing her by telling you this stuff.
2: Mhm. Vinny would clear this up but she's like too far away to hear.
4: <laughs> yeah, she
0: marched off to the mayor's office. Yeah, Leah is yeah. following closely behind Vinny and probably dragging coaxing Violet along.
2: Are you, like, putting, like, the red crystal just out of reach (laughs) to, like, lead her?
0: I feel if I do that, she'll just bite my hand off. That's, uh... (laughs) So,
3: Vinny's your, your historian, like, wise woman, like...
4: No, she's just the... You know how churches have popular priests, you know? Like, everyone loves Father Dave or whatever, you know? She's just like... Our, our mascot. Yeah. You know.
3: Yeah, yeah. Somebody do that job while she was gone.
4: No, I mean we all do our best for Alona. Alona doesn't uh, ask much. She's a nature deity, so as long as we respect the forest and you know are courteous and respectful and thoughtful, it's mm. it's pretty chi- it's a pretty chill religion.
3: Right. Right.
4: So we don't we don't have any like elaborate rituals or we don't make any sacrifices or no. any of that stuff. You know. So we don't really need a shaman so mm. much. Um but we have a couple of people who know magic. You know, I I taught Vinny self defense. I know I taught her to use the whip and stuff like that. But uh, the mayor's the one who taught her to, to sing and to do magic and stuff. Right. He's the he's the brains of the operation.
3: Right. Okay.
4: Are you okay there? Yeah. We we both look like we got it a little roughed up.
3: <laughs> I I am uh I live a pretty physical lifestyle.
4: Hmm. Me too.
3: Kind of used to it. You know just a bit of a achy back right now. Mm. I'll, I'll be fine.
4: Yeah, solid traps, man. Thanks. your your, your lats are sick too. Like what is your regimen? Do you do do you take like protein or
3: uh oh my god. Not so much <laughs> anymore since, you know, the hunting's kind of dried up.
4: <laughs> you guys just talk muscle shop <laughs> as you walk. Yeah, all right. But you do you do reach the mayor's office plenty of flexing and counter flexing going on there in some ways Mm -hmm. it occurs to me this was totally not on purpose but uh, like when you think of fantasy worlds usually think of like busty wenches and succubi and it's like in our campaign the two women are like a short heavy girl and a horse and all the men are like super ripped. (laughs) Elias <laughs> uh, is not uh, like Elias is
0: not super ripped. I'm going to make a note of this. He's a twig.
4: The horse is super ripped.
0: <laughs> yes, the horse and the is. Guy, ripped. the
3: guy who's built like a hero is bored all the time and just generally <laughs> unpleasant to be around.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> and the other one is a bird.
0: Ali- uh, yes, and, right. The bird is more ripped than Elias is. That's 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 an important point
4: here. I I think I th- I picture Elias is like not like in poor shape just like not as defined as drop-in K.
0: So 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 he's not like Steve Rogers from the beginning of uh, Captain America 1 Scrawny, <laughs> you're saying. Maybe. He's only 100 pounds. He's 110 pounds, but yes, 6 foot tall, 110 pounds, that's very, you know. Yeah, he's, he's
4: noodly. He is. Alright, so you guys get to the mayor's office. Um, mm-hmm. K and Mayor Moreno embrace. There's a big hug.
2: Maybe he's gonna squeeze in the middle of that.
4: Oh, family hug. It's great. Um, you guys share what happened. There's a little debriefing session. Um, nothing of particular note happens during this happy meeting in the mayor's office, but I do need Violet to roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh.
1: oh, shit's about to go down. This is great. All right. It's probably because you ate that shit. I think Violet
3: Unicorn is going to skittles
1: all over the floor.
4: Oh. Uh,
1: Twelve. It's good.
4: Ooh, twelve.
1: Not the best, but you know, above average.
4: You're just kind of standing in the back with you know Jeff draped over your back. The family's hugging. Everyone's standing around being like, "Yeah, it's weird." And then the tree is attacked, and all of a sudden, um, the whole room begins to like shift and like waver a bit in front of your eyes, mm-hmm. and you just kind of like shake your head and it goes away.
1: Cool. Violet says nothing of this and assumes this is just a thing. No, no violent vomits or anything.
0: She she'd be tripping. She be tripping.
4: No. She rolled a 12. That's above average. She holds She holds her cookies. Mm, cool. So we could go through this in-character dialogue, but I think it'd be faster just to do out-of-character. Do you guys want to attend the deputy's funerals? I do. Oh,
1: yes, Will. Violet, Violet goes with the group, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's her plan.
3: Drop considers staying on his own for a little while, and then decides that it's never a good idea to split the party.
4: Yeah. Alright, so later in the day, there's a a small but tasteful... Uh, service for Deputy Jeff and Deputy Kendrick, who you guys did not actually ask who he was, but you are now informed.
3: That'd be the fellow that I encountered at the edge of the party, is that right?
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vinny didn't know him super well, but, you know, his family seems broken up about it. But they have had, you know, like two days to process it, because he was the first one found.
1: Violet, during the funeral, I want Violet to wander over to the family of Kendrick. Mm -hmm. And say, if it makes you feel any better. I am a unicorn. (laughs) And then then she leaves them alone.
4: Well, can you roll me a constitution saving throw?
1: Absolutely, I will.
0: Oh,
4: shit.
1: we will keep doing them (laughs) until something terrible happens. (laughs) I can't wait.
4: This this is what we call fail-fishing here. No, it's just, you don't know the metabolic process of this crystal.
1: No, it's cool. Eleven. Roughly the same thing.
4: Yeah, so, like, once again, as you're talking to them, Mm -hmm. they begin to, like, waver and go, like, wiggly. Mm -hmm. Like the whole world is getting like stirred in front of you and, but you shake your head and it doesn't go away. And then you shake your head and it goes away. Cool. And you're like, Whoa. But I mean, you're able to hold it together. Okay.
1: I love a wiggly funeral. (laughs) Violet. uh, I went during the funeral after this, I went Violet to, uh, confide in Vinny, uh, and, and, and say, Hey Vinny, um, everything's wiggly. And I was just wondering if that's a thing that happens in this realm. Or if it was something I ate
2: Oh my god Did you Wait Did you eat What have you eaten
1: Oh <laughs> half of a red crystal
2: Jesus fucking christ <laughs> it's really just good You eat things from random places That we don't even know if they're like A place or not
1: Look I know two things One I don't regret it And two I'm scared so.
2: Oh my gosh, <laughs> Violet, are you getting like, are you tripping right now? Is that what's happening?
1: Do you have an anti crystal wiggle spell? I don't know if that's a thing.
2: I have some tummy healing, like good for tummy herbs.
1: I'll, I'll take an herb.
2: Yeah, you will.
4: I'll, I'll take, I'll take an herb.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna give her all my tummy herbs.
4: Okay, nature check to see if it's the right herb.
2: <laughs> good luck. <laughs>
4: Please, quit, fail. <laughs> It'll be so funny. <laughs> she just <laughs> Oh,
1: jeez.
4: She's pulling out the poppy bismol. I
1: roll a 21. Uh, yeah, she, that must be the right one.
4: Yeah, she hands you a, a handful of, like, really cool-looking leaves, and you down those mothers. Yeah. And your stomach feels, like, really immensely, intensely bad for, like, eight seconds, and then clears right up, and you never have to worry about crystal sickness again. Oh,
2: Snailed it.
4: You've been Pepto-neutralized. Okay. Um, But I like to imagine this happened in the crowd at the funeral, so, like, Violet's, like, wigging out, and Vinny's like, What are you doing? You're ruining this. This is a somber occasion.
1: (laughs) Did the the family feel better after I told them I was a unicorn?
4: Um, shit, that's a terrible thing to say to a grieving family. You want to roll Persuasion?
1: Oh! (laughs) Yeah, I do. I I do, in fact. Wonderful persuasion. I want to do as much as I possibly can to endanger my character.
4: Yeah, so. an avatar of their god comes to their son's funeral and is just an insensitive asshole.
1: No, no, no. An avatar of their
4: god is trying to comfort them. But just stating your species is kind of insensitive. They like,
1: they like that. Ten. That's that's solid. It's not great. But
4: it's it, not great.
1: It's a, It's a completely average kind of thing.
4: They look more confused than anything. Like, right. they look at each other and, like, is that supposed to... Is there, like, deep meaning? Is this a proverb?
1: Vinny's
2: gonna roll persuasion to convince them that it's a... That it is something like that.
4: And, and it's a hell
1: of a persuasion roll.
4: Yeah, she's like, listen, Alona works in mysterious ways.
1: <laughs> that always works with people. Yep.
4: Yeah. So, Sheriff Kay gets up there and says something nice about the deputies. You know, says that, you know, mediocre Jeff wasn't everyone's favorite Jeff, but, like, he was number one in my heart. <laughs> wow
3: (laughs) how does how does great Jeff react to that in the crowd I'm curious
4: (laughs) great Jeff is like surrounded by Jeff groupies he looks like really cool and they're like hanging off his arms and he like looks aghast when he says that he's like "Um, I'm clearly number one Jeff like let's not be crazy
1: does shitty Jeff look even worse now
4: (laughs) shitty Jeff has drunk himself into a stupor and he's like lying in the shade of the spiral of Lorelei
1: he's he's the
2: worst one
4: (laughs) just drunk as a skunk Right.
2: But what about above adre- above average Jeff?
4: <laughs> you want a full rundown of the Jeffs? I do. Is
2: what I want all of them.
4: <laughs> okay. When when hold on when when, when uh the
1: um when the the speech is happening uh Violet mm-hmm. says you know a lot of people thought of mediocre Jeff as half empty but I always thought of mediocre Jeff as half <laughs> full. Violet, shut up. <laughs>
4: No. Wait, is this the speech that she gives to the, like, as, are you taking your turn at the lectern to say that?
1: No, do, while while he's talking, like, interrupting him.
4: Oh, Christ, Muffin's on a crutch. Do you want to roll persuasion for that, to not get in trouble?
5: <laughs> yes, I do! God damn it! Uh, uh, uh,
4: uh, Elias will probably step up to
0: say something after Violet is done.
4: the mayor grabs you by the mane and like forcefully to like drags you, like not making a big scene, but like like this is not a negotiation, this is me removing you. <laughs> okay. Violet
1: does not fight back.
2: Yeah. Vinny steps and goes, guys, that's just how unicorns do. She really cared about mediocre Jeff, and I rolled a 19 for persuasion.
4: Oh yeah, damn. You saved this one. <laughs> you pulled her it. ass out of the fire. Everyone looks around and is like, oh, like, okay. I guess. I didn't know that about unicorns. Uh,
0: Aaliyah sort of steps up and just sort of says, uh, obviously, I have not known Jeff for very long, but he was one of the first that I ran into ever since I came here
2: one of the first Jeffs
0: one of the first <laughs> one of the first humans I saw when I came here and while I'm not certain that many people will say this of him, I will say that he left a an impression upon me that I'll never forget about the way of the humans, the way of your people, and that is something that I will always treasure for as long as I live.
4: Aw, surprisingly heartfelt.
1: Violet sort of talks to herself and and looks over at Shitty Jeff and says, I bet Shitty Jeff is one of those assholes who spells it (laughs) G-E-O-F-F. Considering the amount of
3: funerals that Drop has been to, he's actually... Kind of, like, amazed at how inefficiently this one is done.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, get up your
0: funeral game, birds. Drop going up, going up and just saying, as an expert at these things, I just want to say that on the scale of 1 to 10, this funeral is as mediocre as the Jeff that is in this coffin.
3: Oh, no, 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 no. Drop drop has far too much wisdom.
0: I know, oh, I know, I know. To actually
3: stand up and say anything at this funeral.
4: I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. So, this... Lavinia, do you want to say anything before we wrap the scene up?
2: Um, no.
4: You were the closest to That's him. That's
2: true. I didn't know Jeff. Okay, I want to say that. I knew Jeff. And he was a pretty okay Jeff. And he will be missed by all of us. Except for maybe shitty Jeff because he's really shitty.
4: You hear it from the back, fuck you.
2: <laughs> fuck you too, Jeff.
4: Great Jeff goes, yeah, fuck you, shitty Jeff.
2: I'm gonna high five Great Jeff.
4: <laughs> yeah, you high five Great Jeff, and it's like you don't know how, but it feels amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn, that was a good high five. This is why you're the best, Jeff.
4: He gives you he gives you finger guns, which have no context in a fantasy world, but you like them.
2: But, yeah, Jeff was really good, and that that's it. And Vinny's going to leave <laughs> before she fucks it up anymore.
4: All right. So, um, as, you know, the ceremony winds down and stuff, at some point, Vinny, you come across your dads, not arguing, but talking in kind of, like, serious, uh, heightened voices. And as you get closer, you realize they're arguing about what what to do with you now that this is over.
2: Um, Excuse you, papas.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I, you, i'm a grown-up mm-hmm. you don't do anything with me
4: young lady you are not going anywhere um no without me
2: which papa is this
4: this is uh cardinal stab daddy
2: Ugh, but who's gonna keep the village day safe not dave i guess dave could keep <laughs> the village safe and
1: dave
4: I nice said Dave. D- did Dave get elected mayor? I think not. There,
1: there's something <laughs> I want to do, but I'll wait until this conversation is over. I just want you to know that something is happening with Violet as we
4: speak. <laughs> okay.
2: Papa, you're really, really smart and good at stuff, but other Papa is much stronger than you.
4: Yeah, and that's why he's going, and I'm staying.
2: And and who's going to be the, the muscle?
4: Listen, Vinny, we all have our gifts and talents in life. I run this village. It's what I was born to do. I'm the best at it and it's what I'm going to continue to do until the waters take us. Sheriff K, your father is just he's very good at all kinds of other stuff and he can be very helpful. He wants to go and he wants to protect you and I support him.
2: I mean, I can't I mean I can't say no because even if I say no, he's just going to do it anyway cuz
5: you know.
4: Yep, and he, you see he picks up his rucksack, which was behind a tree, and it's full of supplies, and you see he has his bow and his quiver, and he hands you a box of like medical supplies.
0: He has, he has 50 issues of Kenku Illustrated, you know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, show me this boat.
2: Okay, that's, well, we should probably tell the rest of everyone else in the That'll be a fun surprise. Also, it's going to be really fun for you to meet our new friends.
4: (laughs) I always love meeting friends. Oh, gosh. Especially your friends, Vinny. You're such a great judge of character. Mm -hmm. All your friends are such good people.
2: Oh, jeez. Well, let me, I should probably tell you about that.
4: All right, let's cut over to Violet, see what's up with her.
2: Yeah, what's up with
1: with that? Oh, she's asking shitty Jeff for a drink.
4: All right. Yeah, what, what does a horse drink?
1: Same thing you do, shitty Jeff.
4: Oh yeah, horse likes to party. <laughs> he just like pushes, tilts your head back a little roughly, and just starts like fucking <laughs> beer funneling you.
2: <laughs> do we know? Do I notice this?
4: I mean, you can walk up as it's happening, but yeah, he's just like pouring oh, mead happening. after mead.
1: Violet, no, it's too late. It's in my belly. No, <laughs> there's so much in it.
4: Violence smashed by the time you're able to intervene.
2: I smack shitty Jeff.
4: That's one drunk horse. Yeah, Shit, shitty Jeff, Jeff runs away, and as he's running, he yells over his shoulder, "It's pronounced G off." <laughs> 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 and he disappears.
1: Okay. Um, are we still in, like in a graveyard? Like, I'm trying to figure out where we are right
4: now. No, you guys are like in town. You can see it. You can see the service in the distance, but you've you've gone. You've you know. You stepped respectfully to the side. Okay, fair all enough. Right. <clears throat> I'm
1: gonna
3: I'm gonna take a moment to address the group. Oh, okay. okay. Kind of like get out in front of everybody and raise my hands and say, "Okay, everybody." One, two,
2: three, all eyes on me. I,
3: I hate to I hate to be such a killjoy, even though I'm apparently really good at it. But I sort of feel like what we actually came here to accomplish is not been accomplished.
0: Oh, I totally agree with that. So.
2: But maybe if we bring the crystals back to Joan, she can tell us which ones are the right ones, and then we can go get more.
3: You mean the three two-and-a-half crystals?
0: He, he then pulls out the three, or two-and-a-half crystals
4: from his pack. Uh, Violet constitution saving throw?
1: Sure. Always. Always. I'm always down for, you know, something that will end
4: badly.
0: Come on, 5% chance. 16. Oh, yeah
4: you're feeling drunk, but not drunk enough to just grab that crystal out of Elias' hand and eat it, which is what I was hoping you'd roll for, <laughs> your roll would result in. I can still do it. Yeah, you definitely can. I'm just saying you're not uh, drunkenly compelled to. Okay. I just want to say one thing. Out of character, normally I wouldn't, but Lavinia, did you forget about getting Ziggy a staff? I did. So I'm reminding you, this pops in your head, because otherwise you're going to get back to the boat.
2: He's going to be pissed.
4: Uh, he's going to ask you, and then you're going to run back, and we're just going to waste ten minutes. Hey,
2: dad. <laughs> smart dad. Not strong dad.
4: Wow, so mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know we don't like it when you say that.
2: You're both smart, and you're both strong. It's just one smarter and one stronger. <laughs> you guys know it.
4: <laughs> yes, Vinny.
2: Do you know where I could get a staff that I could just like keep and have and maybe give to somebody?
4: That sounds oddly specific. I mean, you could always take a branch from the spiral.
2: You think that would work? Like, for magic?
4: If anything is going to, yeah, it's full of magic.
2: Okay. You're
4: going to go over and break a branch off?
2: I'm going to hug the tree and let it know what's going on first.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you hug the tree and you feel warmth and you communicate that to it and it doesn't seem like you don't feel surprised or anything. It just feels like you're just giving information to a tree.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm trying not to be considerate. Mm-hmm. So I take a branch.
4: All right. Uh, you snap a branch off, and since you're making contact with the tree, I'm going to say, like, before when you took your whip and your loot, it was like some kind of ritualized process. Maybe you were sitting in front praying and someone else did it. This time you snap the branch off, and you feel like a shooting pain for just a second. Ow! And that's it. Now you have a branch.
2: That was weird.
4: All right. You guys going to go back to the boat? The violet one? Sure.
2: Yeah
0: the the ship the, the prequel the sequel the game the movie I'm, I'm gonna I'm
4: gonna
3: lag behind for a moment
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, in kind of like because I get the impression that drop is always sort of the last one to move
5: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, so as inconspicuously as possible I'm gonna lag behind near the mayor when when everybody starts to set off Violet can't notice
1: things right now
3: <laughs> once once they're they're out of earshot I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to the mayor and say Your daughter's a lovely person, but I kind of get the impression that something happened to her.
4: You you mean the accident?
3: Yeah. Could you tell me about that a little bit?
4: I mean, it happened about seven years ago. We were just kind of minding our own business, and uh, some ruffians came through. And uh, we all thought they were attacking, trying to steal from us or something. But I don't know. It was weird. It's like they just kind of moved through, and Vinny went to confront... Uh, one of them at the tree, I think it was some sort of, a uh, cat person, dog person or something, and, uh, it, uh, you know, killed her, but, uh, Alona and her infinite wisdom and grace brought her back to us, and, uh, she looks a little different, and she's a little bit more magical, but she's still our Vinny.
3: Different, like...
4: The, the leaves, the leaf hair, the skin color, you know.
3: Right. So that's new.
4: Yeah, relatively. Right. Is that, is that Okay.
3: Yeah, Are you, why why did, why does everybody call it the accident?
4: Oh, I mean, it's just a polite way of saying my daughter was murdered and brought back to life.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> if you have a snappier name for it,
3: nothing that would spin as well. I would say the branching.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah,
3: I mean. You say that she looks different, but, I mean, her personality, everything's the same as it used to be? It's not? Yeah,
4: in my estimation. Yeah? hmm
3: Is she um aging differently or nothing?
4: I haven't really thought about it. Uh, I guess I would say she hasn't really aged much. I mean... Mm-hmm. Her mother used to live here. She looked pretty young. I think maybe it's just genetics, you know? She's got good, young genes. Right. I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Humans kind of all look the same.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> a little bit. In the face region. Drop
3: sort of looks at himself and goes, uh, Yeah, I guess we kind of do.
0: Off uh, off at a different scene, Elise is just sort of mentioning sideways, sideways to the uh, the other uh, people he's walking with. You know, I've, I've noticed... Thing about mediocre Jeval, these humans have a tendency to look way too similar to each other. It's kind of weird. And then cuts back to the other scene.
1: Violet is singing Tub Thumping" by Chumba Wumba.
0: <laughs> cool. Uh, of course.
4: Elias, did you break that vial that Joan gave you?
0: Uh, I did now. Sorry about not remembering that.
4: Alright, so you guys wait at the, uh, the water's edge for a. Oh. while after you break the vial and just as you're starting to worry about her not showing up you do see the the ship in the distance drop was that conversation over and you joined the party or did you want to finish up more more or less yeah okay you catch up with everyone else eventually the ship stops getting closer and you guys have to kind of like swim out to it and some ropes are dropped over the side um and you you do see ziggy up at the top (laughs) like with his hand outstretched to haul you onto the ship (laughs) <laughs> One thing you notice about him is he has changed out of his kind of wizard ropes. He was kind of wearing a simple wizard outfit before, and he is now wearing that Navy uniform, which has been, like, tailored to fit him. You you assume that's how they amuse themselves while they were waiting for you, is they made this, like, Napoleonic Navy uniform fit the frog.
2: Oh, you look so so stately, Ziggy.
4: He looks really crisp and handsome. For a frog. For a frog, Yeah. Um, yeah, he helps you guys all up on the deck. It's just him up there.
2: I'm going to cast Comprehend Languages as a ritual.
4: It takes ten minutes, so you're si- you're singing and dancing up on deck for ten minutes.
2: Yeah, it happens.
4: Actually, he sees you're carrying the branch, and he holds a hand out for it. I give it to him. He just uses a spell slot to cast tongues, so you guys can speak to each other instantly now.
2: Hey, Z-Man, Ziggs, the Are
4: uh, Is that also my name?
2: It can be if it's, it's they're uh, uh, terms of affection for you specifically.
4: Thank you. They, they all sound like noise to me, but I appreciate the sentiment.
2: I got you this branch. It's part of the tr- my sacred tree. I think it'd probably work pretty good as a staff.
4: Seems to be working just fine.
2: You look so dashing.
4: I'm not running anywhere.
2: Uh, Very, very good. You look good. Nice uniform. Good job.
4: Thank you. Joan worked hard on it. Where is she? I think she's below deck. She's the son does not agree with her.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, also, this is my dad.
4: He, he, I mean, he saw him, but he was like, just trying not to process it because it's kind of frightening. He says, "Uh, his form confuses me. How is he your father if he is a bird?
2: Uh, he adopted me.
4: I understand, but I remain frightened and confused.
2: <laughs> oh, he's cool. He's fine. He's good. He's our friend. And he's very strong.
4: He looks very strong. Hey, Dad! <laughs> oh, God, I have to do so many voices. <laughs> so, is this is this your friend, Vinvin?
2: Yeah, this is Mr. Ziggy Ribbits. He is a frog, and
1: he knows magic.
4: All right. They're starting to get acquainted. You guys... Wait, did we get
1: everything we can possibly get from this place?
4: You got an ally, and you are now aware of a strange portal, and you have some rocks, uh, some crystals, and uh, you don't know quite know the value of them yet
3: but we can always come back if we have to and a little information yeah mm-hmm. about the woman supposedly named Joan yeah
4: okay. yeah and Dr Sherry maybe some dirt on her maybe something about Lavinia there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of balls in the air right now yeah
1: plus i got drunk and also <laughs> indigestion
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess Violet's the back last one on the ship, and she, like, grips the rope with her teeth, and everyone has to, like, band together to pull her up. And they pull her, like, op- up over the, <laughs> over the railing and flop her down on the deck, and she just lays there for a while, just, like, too drunk to stand.
1: All right, Violet says, Captain's here! Captain's on deck! <laughs> and she puts on her hat.
4: Nope, the hat was torn and left in the forest.
1: God damn it, that's right. It's gone. All right. She says, bring me a new hat. <laughs> I don't think
2: we have any more hats.
1: Make one. Make a hat.
2: I'm just going to put a leaf on her head.
1: Yeah, she's, okay. she's, she's got nothing left. But...
4: All right, so you guys are going to go below deck?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yo, Yeah.
4: So you guys like bustle on down the staircase below deck. You see Joan sitting at a table, um, and she seems to be making another one of those vile necklaces that she gave Elias.
2: Hi, Joan
4: little leaf, book boy, horse uh, other guy. Yeah, sad boy. I'm going to call you sad boy. We did not have rapport previously, but you are now sad boy. Fine. <laughs> okay, I am glad you approve. So uh, how did it go? Where through next?
0: Uh, well, in terms of how it went, seem to have come across among other things these, as Elise pulls out, uh, the crystals to show them to Joan. Yeah, I mean, I assume you just tell her what happened. And as to where we shall go next, Elias then looks over to drop. Is there a problem with heading to the Tiger Mountains at this point?
3: Uh, none that I've been informed of.
4: I mean, you know, you're not aware of any for as far as you know, like, the Tiger Mountains is where the monastery is. It's at the foot of the mountains is where your hometown was, and further yeah. in the mountains is where an army camp is. Mm-hmm. So
2: gonna go to the mountains i've heard there's cool animals that live there
4: all, all right i will tell you what i know we will pull our information if violet would like to take the wheel if that is where we are going
1: violet says i'm good to drive
2: oh jeez!
4: <laughs> drunk horse drunk horse driving
1: mm-hmm. i feel like she's a little sobered up by now it was a long walk
4: between that, you had tummy troubles already because of the crystal, so it's just like your whole chemical system is not in a great shape. Alright, well still, she's
1: the only one who can sort of do it,
4: so she's it
2: Well, Vinny has vehicle proficiency, so he can probably hold it down until Violet feels better. They,
1: they, can, they, can, they can work together, I guess.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah. I'm not gonna make you guys drunkenly crash.
1: Okay, <laughs> alright, that's cool.
4: So most of the party goes... Back up above deck, uh, Violet to turn, turn the ship around, uh, Vinny to spend time with her dad, Drop presumably to meditate or do whatever sad, lonely stuff Drop does. Um, but basically, Elias and Joan are left alone below deck. Mm-hmm. She gets up from the table where she was working and puts the uh, new vial necklace around his neck. Mm-hmm. Pretty. She seems pretty f- friendly and happy to see him. Um, but this is the point where I think listeners are pretty curious. And I know I, I, as the DM, am also curious if there's going to be any sort of confrontation because you guys came across. I don't know if it's info or, you know, mm-hmm. you guys came across something maybe potentially worth a heated argument like this. The party the party is strangely cooperative. Like the first season is kind of <laughs> notably more and
0: not necessarily antagonistic, but um, I would say to some degree. Some of the motivations were fairly self-serving between mm-hmm. the party members, but self-serving in a way that prevented them from cooperating, I guess.
4: Yeah, I would say season one was defined by intra-party conflict. In season two, there's it's basically been harmony, except for one instance where Elias kind of snapped at Vinny for mm-hmm. being so cavalier about her information sharing. Yep. Um, so this is kind of a pivotal moment. Is Elias going to confront Joan? Because I don't think anyone else in the party would like Violet is very airheaded Vinny's non-confrontational drop keeps to himself. So if anyone was going to do it, it would be Elias, but also, you know, in that scene where Elias kind of, you know, rebuked Vinny, he was on the side of like, let's keep, you know, let's keep our cards a little closer to our chest. Let's be, Mm -hmm. you know, more clever about this kind of stuff. So I also could see an argument for just acting like everything's normal, but I think as listeners, are hearing this episode, they're like, is this going to happen? So now is a good time to address that.
0: I, I think for the time being, I think we'll see in the scene kind of, the way Elias is managing how he was interacting with Joan and the others is, uh, is, is important. So right now he's not really doing anything with regards to stir the, to stir the pot, so to speak, while he probably isn't going to refute the information that was revealed via Vinny's exchange with Dr. Sherry. He also does not feel like it is important to act on it at its time because there's no advantage to gain from it. It's basically
4: what I'm I'm seeing from my standpoint. Cool. So you're gonna you're basically gonna play it Bogart, right? You, it's not written in stone. You could always come back and address it if it feels right. But yeah, I think that's a smart move. I think there's a, a lot of situations where where you just enter this and just start yelling and throwing punches but i feel like right it, it's it fits with alias's characterization to just kind of wait and see
0: he's not the he's not the type to eat the uh to eat the red crystal you know <laughs> based on impulse
4: yeah but that's cool it, it leaves some mystery i think you guys have are really pulling on a lot of threads there's a lot of questions a lot of mysteries right now and there's no need to rush to any of them so i like that So let's say, um, you know, everyone goes about their business, Drop's meditating, Violet's steering, Vinny's hanging out with her dad, and we're going to flash to these scenes. I think we're going to have Lavinia's scene next, and then next episode will begin with Drop and Violet's. So over the next day or so, I assume you guys are going to take some time to practice magic?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Basically, he he will spend time uh, practicing magic as it is, but he will take some time to practice magic and... Reflect on basically sort of do another personal debriefing of how things have how things worked over around Spira and such. So
4: mm-hmm.
0: and that's basically what it amounts to. So,
4: yeah, I assume all the supporting NPCs are updated on the situation and mm-hmm. everything. I like to think that you guys are like practicing somatic hand gestures. You're doing like right. <laughs> <laughs> So so paint me that picture. This is your level up. Obviously, uh, you're still a rogue. You're reaching a level three rogue. But as everyone listening is going to find out, level three is where most classes kind of commit to a style. Right. And So there, there are several different kinds of rogues. There's the thief and there's the assassin. Both of those are a little dark for Elias. And the third is the arcane trickster. So right. how does that work and how does that play in this scene?
0: Elias will most likely be below deck in one of the spaces that could be considered a room. And he has his books kind of set around a table. He has various things kind of set up. And he is most likely coming across some information in one of the damaged but still readable books about magic that talks about mainly the way that a common cantrip can not only be executed but manipulated for particular purposes. This is, uh, of course, the cantrip mage hand
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, the the main difference between how a wizard may use mage's hand and someone with perhaps ill intent or otherwise is that the latter not only knows how to conceal the presence of the hand but is also able to manipulate objects with it in a more finely tuned manner a way that represents the way their own hands are finely tuned to manipulating things in a subtle or uh, discreet manner.
4: You're you think you're alone when you master Mage Hand?
0: Uh, he's he's basic, basically what ma- uh, he's amounting to is he has sort of like he's sort of doing like trying to do like the uh, something like a met, uh, Jedi mind trick of sorts. He has like sitting at the table. He has like you know like a small pouch, not necessarily filled with no gold, but just filled with some things. Kind of on a small uh, stool a little bit ways away and he's sort of reaching out for it as if he's trying to grab at it even though it's probably a good 15 feet away from him and focusing and then trying to see if he can draw the bag closer to his own hand Mm -hmm. that's and that's and then that's so he's just focusing on it but you know there might be some problems because for some reason he's not quite able to manipulate it in the way that he's hoping
4: all right, so yeah, you you basically get like the first gasp of functional magic, and maybe the hand appears for a second, and, like grabs at it, right. Disappears, appears, pulls it a couple inches, disappears, mm-hmm. and you hear Joan walking up behind you, giving you like a polite little like. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, hello, Joan. You you almost got it. You're making great progress.
0: Uh, it's still not really making sense. I uh. It feels like I'm just able to reach out and touch it, but as soon as I realize what's going on, it it's, ends up like my mind gets distracted by the fact I'm doing it, and then it goes away.
4: Yes, it is paradoxical. You need both great concentration, but also to free your mind from the physical acts you are performing. It must become muscle memory. And she reach. She's behind you. She like reaches over, puts her hand on your hand, and like the familiar way people do mm-hmm. in like rom coms when they're teaching someone to do golf <laughs> or whatever. Right. And she she basically like takes you through the motions again, and like silently you guys practice it and practice it until you have a functional mage hand and you're able to move the bag mm-hmm. across the table.
0: Right. And uh, as the as the bag moves, the hand that is the mage's hand that is grasping it, sort of goes from being spectral in appearance to being invisible, and then it almost appears like the bag is floating as if by telekinesis or something as it then just drops into Elisa's outstretched palm.
4: Ooh, very
0: fancy. It's uh, something I read about how ma- how this spell can be made even more useful than it already is. Pretty
4: soon, I will have very little to teach you. How much more magic do you know, out of curiosity, Joan? When you are a noble in throughout society, you must have a cursory knowledge of many dis- different disciplines. You must shoot bow, you must swing sword, you must do magic, you must know negotiation, economics, etiquette. <laughs> you gain very much breadth, but not very much depth, if you understand. Hmm. Uh, so it sounds...
0: Wait, wait, wait. I don't think I remembered you mentioning earlier that you were a noble.
4: Hmm. Yes. Uh, it is nothing important, nothing to uh, to bring up. Hmm. I, I see.
0: Well, I suppose there are a few other spells I've been trying to work on myself, and I think I might have a way to make these work properly now, given what you've just shown me. Hmm. So uh, Elias then just sort of settles for a moment, takes out the, takes the bag and opens it and reveals the inside of it actually has various what seem to be basic material components. And Joan likely would recognize the spell that these components are mainly used for. The spell would be uh, Find Familiar in this case. Ooh. So that's, that's, uh, this is one I want to work on next, though. From what I've read, uh, unlike the mage's hand, which conjures almost in an instant, Uh, this will take a good hour of time to cast off. But assuming that it works, I shall have yet another asset to work with in our uh, upcoming excursion. Um, The big thing is that the spell, once it cast, the familiar is persistent until either I dismiss it or it drops to zero hit points. So mm-hmm. that's a that's the nice thing about it as a as a summon.
4: So Elias is gonna get a new friend.
0: Yes, he is going to get a new friend. He sort of gets the item set up and he gets a little uh brazier set up to place the components into he mentions. I'm curious as to how treacherous the Tiger Mountains will be, but something tells me that it might be that was the best place for us to move to next, given what we know so far.
4: Mm. I was curious about that. Your friends do not seem, how do I say, as thoughtful as you. They look to you for clever thinking.
0: (laughs) I, uh, to be honest, I never thought about it that way. I just sort of am acting on, well, I I suppose what the humans would call it would be instinct. If only because, as much as I don't like to rush things at all, the circumstances don't really permit much time for contemplation.
5: Mm.
0: When I first came here, I couldn't believe it when I was told that the world was being flooded, as it were. None of, none of my information would have suggested that it'd be even possible. And ever since then, I've been nervous about the well being of myself as well as well uh, others, both those within, both on this ship and those in places like Spira. I, uh, I must admit I felt rather saddened when I saw the state the people in Lavinia's hometown were. They seemed desperate, downtrodden, abandoned, and lost.
4: And it is your instinct to help these people? I suppose in my case,
0: you know, I've never had to be in a situation where there was something happening around me and I was helpless to do anything about it. You know, uh. I've, at worst, was, uh, as some people might say, helpless to the fact that I was merely helping my family with their respective trades and the such. But, aside from that, I didn't feel like, all of a sudden, my family and everyone I knew would be washed away in an endless ocean. So, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so intrigued and... Helping the citizens of Spira, but they just seemed like they needed help, and they needed some form of
4: hope. Hmm. I do not understand, but I am curious, and I look forward to seeing where this takes you. I know this, this feeling of helplessness, and it has always been my instinct to do what is best for me, so... What?
0: Well, while that may be true, there is... I'm not sure what is best for me at this time. Hmm. So as long as I can keep myself as safe as I can, have a, a method for getting out of the situation we're currently in. And otherwise, I might as well be doing some uh, extra bits of work on the side, I suppose.
4: All right. So when that conversation happens, there's some small talk and eventually... After an hour and 10 minutes, you complete the fine familiar ritual.
0: Some of the forms that the familiar can appear in are like hawk, raven, owl, and otherwise. I was curious if it would be uh, possible uh, to have the familiar be a magpie as opposed to those other bird types.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Of course. Joan seems visibly delighted when that happens.
0: Mm. Uh, Well, at least it's sort of surprised when sort of this blue, white, and black bird sort of just appears on the table before him, and at least it almost doesn't seem to believe that such a thing could have been just conjured like that. Um, He then sort of just offers out a hand and a finger for the familiar to hop onto.
4: Are you going to give it a name?
0: I I plan on it, though I might need a moment or two to think of what name might be best for him. Hmm. It just sort of regards the magpie and closes his eyes for a moment only to realize that with a small bit of focus he's able to see his own face through the familiar's eyes, causing him to sort of almost kind of step out of that state of deep thought. That's an, that's another thing these these can do. Stammer a little bit, looking back down at the uh, the bird. This should hopefully be useful for myself and maybe for the rest of us. And then, and then he reaches with his other hand to pat over the... Uh, the magpie's head. Pat,
4: pat, good burb.
0: Good burb. That's right. I, I hadn't thought of the name for the bird yet, so mm-hmm. I suppose the obvious one that he could go with would be just to name it Job.
4: <laughs> that is a good one.
0: Name G O B.
4: Hmm. I do like how you you have to think long and hard about giving a name to basically like a spectral bird, yep. and you just basically decided in an instant what the next leg of this dangerous quest would be. Mm-hmm. It's There's, like, a total disconnect between, like, the weight of decisions and the amount of thought that goes into them, which is very nice funk.
0: Uh, Alias was thinking about which place to go to while we were on, while they were, everyone was going back to the ship. He almost wasn't expecting this spell to work, so he hadn't even thought of, wait a minute, I should be giving this thing a name. So, like, I, I think Elias sort of will it for a bit more. He says, I think your name shall be Job. Do you think that name will work well for you? He asks the uh, familiar, forgetting that familiars can actually communicate with their spellcasters tele- telepathically. Also, and uh, if it's an added sort of layer of uh, colorization, the magpie is a fae creature as opposed to being a beast. So,
4: yeah, so it's not really an animal; it just looks like one.
0: fey conjuration that is in the form of a magpie and it can behave; it can act. It has all the trappings, and for most appearances, it looks like a regular magpie. Uh, aside from that, it is a uh, regular bird to most people, especially as it sort of hops off of Elias's hand, goes over towards, goes over somewhere on the table where there might have been, let's say, some seeds or other rations, and just sort of pecks at it of its own accord.
4: Mm-hmm. So with Elias leveled up and Joan not confronted on any of the mm. intel you guys have gathered. Um, You have your magic. You have your familiar. uh, We've discussed Elias' decision about the next leg of the quest. I think the final scene of this vignette is Joan whistling at the little magpie like, I can't even whistle. Nope, can't do it. She whistles at the, (laughs) yeah, the (laughs) final is her whistling at the magpie and trying to get its attention. And she like holds out a finger for it to land on. And you have control over it. So does it go to her?
0: Glances over and then just. Flies over and lands on Jonah's finger.
4: Would you share senses with this bird? Is it in addition to just being able to see out of its eyes.
0: Um, basically, if I allow myself to become blind and deaf for a moment, it basically allows me to see and hear through the familiar, as well as sense anything that it could sense in addition to sight and sound.
4: So the last thing before the scene fades out is her petting it. Do you do that? Do you become uh, like attenuated to its senses?
0: Uh, Elias will sort of glance at it and just sort of close his eyes to think on some matters before realizing that he's again sort of seeing things through the magpie's eyes and hearing things from the magpie's ears.
4: So yeah, the last thing is Elias loses himself a little bit and you feel like Joan petting the bird and it's nice and it's calming Mm -hmm. and it's safe, but then you do feel the ring of Lolf. not jab, but like you feel it Mm. touch the bird. Yeah, just like being pet and yeah. then suddenly, oops mm-hmm. there's that ring Um, so this scene shifts then to our next character development slash leveling up scene which will be Lavinia who has reached level 3 and what bards get at level 3 is a choice between two they're called colleges but obviously Lavinia does not have time to actually earn a degree fuck school <laughs>
2: whoa, <laughs>
4: Bernie never would have let this happen
2: Oh,
4: no. Um, They're the College of Valor and the College of Lore, which basically means do you want to be a fighting bard or do you want to be a smart bard? And you have picked the College of Lore, correct?
2: Yes. Too small to fight.
4: (laughs) Too small, too fragile.
2: little cupcake.
4: (laughs) The tiniest confectionary. So over the the scene we're going to play out now is basically you getting your stuff for leveling up and spending some time with your dad, who, I mean, the last time you saw him before this... Recent adventure was when you left your village, expecting never to see him again, right? Right. So this is this must be emotional. You, you were like, "All right, I'm gonna go to the new world and leave you guys behind. You're all gonna drown to death. Bye." And then it's like a week, <laughs> a week later, he almost dies in your arms, and now you're on an adventure. So a lot of things going on for living you now.
2: Too small for feelings.
4: <laughs> Big feelings, s- small shrub.
2: In a tiny package. <laughs>
4: Basically, this is gonna take a this journey is gonna take a couple of days. Um, there's a couple of scenes I wanted to get to. Just as we had Elias practice his spells over a couple of days, have a couple of conversations with Joan. I imagine like a, a series of vignettes between Lavinia and Sheriff.
2: Vignettes, yeah.
4: Vin-yets. Vignettes. Oh God, we did it. <laughs> Perfect pun achieved. And uh, Sheriff K, who I assume she just calls K or Dad.
2: Dad. Dad. Daddy. Mayor Dad is Papa because he's smart. I don't know. He's fancier. Mm-hmm.
4: Hi, is this episode just going to be called Dad?
2: Dad! <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you should just call it Dad with like 20 A's.
4: Okay. Agreed. Um, but I think the first thing he does is um unpack some of the stuff Mayor Moreno sent you guys off with, like a little care package. I mentioned before he gave you some Aww. medical supplies. You guys have band-aids now, you know. I guess generic brand, so bandages. The good shit. Um maybe he made you like a little picnic. What's what's Viddy's favorite food?
2: Hibiscus flowers.
4: <laughs> she just eats flowers? Yes. Did she eat flowers pre accident? Or is this new?
2: Like she may have nibbled from time to time cuz she was weird but she was she wasn't like full on eating flowers now she's just like give me those sweet sweet petals
4: Is Vinny a vegetarian? We've never discussed this. Yes. Cool. Uh we also mentioned I think this came up on the forums which the link to that is in the description of the Patreon and on iTunes and stuff. Um we never really brought it up but I guess do you want to address Vinny's sexuality?
2: Oh, she's bi. She's real heckin' by.
4: <laughs> okay, because dryads are notoriously thirsty creatures in literally every respect.
2: Oh, yeah. she has been going down, so she hasn't had time to turn the thirst factor up, but it's there, lurking underneath.
4: <laughs> she's definitely drooled over Drop a time or two, and sh- yeah. she's expressed interest in the romantic lives of Joan and Elias and Sherry, so it's not not come across. I just think you have to be kind of listening closely.
2: Yeah, nothing like explicit mm-hmm. yet.
4: Nice. So you guys are having your little um flower feast. I imagine there's some seeds in there for Kay.
2: Yeah, whatever. Maybe some worms or something. I don't know. <laughs> whatever birds eat. Yeah,
4: some some gourmet worms, the good shit. <laughs> them big fat earthworms, them wrigglers. Oh.
2: No, not the week. Like, what the fuck are those
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, But I want to say in the packed material that the mayor left for you, um, there's some sheet music for some new songs. He's the one who taught you music, and he's the one who taught you magic. So I think he probably like leaves a cute little note in there for you. It's like, I think you're ready for these spells. Go, yeah. go get them. Yeah. Make me proud. And so the spells you've gotten for your new bard level are invisibility, which speaks for itself, and calm emotions, which is like if someone is grumping on you, if things are getting getting dicey, you can kind of be like, whoa. Calm your tits. <laughs> Cl- clam those tits right up.
2: <laughs> and it's not just if like one person, it's like a whole crowd.
4: So, the, yeah, I mean, there's some utility here. Like you're definitely taking spells that are like going to give you creative solutions as opposed to just, you know, fireballs. Yeah. I like that.
2: I also feel like fireballs in general will be bad for Vinny, because, you know...
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't really discussed that, but I wonder if she takes extra damage from fire. I bet.
2: Oh, fuck. I shouldn't have said anything.
4: Yeah. You
2: would have thought that eventually. You're smart.
4: <laughs> so you guys have that cute little picnic scene, and then we f- we cross fade into a later scene. And I think um, the sheriff says to you, Hey, Vin, I was just, I've been thinking about something. Can I talk to you for a moment?
2: You can always talk to me, Dad.
4: <laughs> That's good. I've just been thinking about how you called us smart dad and strong dad. Oh, I I know. I know you're just joking, but it's something I think about a lot. And I like I want to be open with you about, you know, I think I think we're close and we can talk. And it's just I have a lot to offer, Vinny. There's so many things I wanted to teach you, and I didn't think I would have time. And now there's more time. So I just want to make sure we don't waste it.
2: That's cool. (laughs) <laughs> going to dad school dad school dad school
4: Dad's school so <laughs> you didn't really take to the bow
2: i don't like hurting things mm-hmm. you know not f- physically anyway
4: yeah i know you don't seem really interested in bodybuilding or tracking or any of any of the things that i'm really interested in but i do think i have things to offer vin uh i noticed it seems like you have plenty of good ideas you seem like like, I think you're a clever girl Vinny even if you don't think it and I don't think I don't think you assert yourself enough I I see the way you interact with your friends and they're nice but I feel like sometimes you let people walk all over you and I think uh one thing I can teach you is to take charge and use your natural charisma in your favor I think you can be a leader Vinny
2: even though I'm very small (laughs) And sometimes my head's kind of fuzzy.
4: Just because people look down on you physically doesn't mean they can't look up to you in your enormous spirit that towers over everybody.
2: Oh, Oh, geez, you're so smart, Dad.
4: (laughs) All right, so lesson number one. Straighten up your posture. You're slouching. It makes you look even smaller than you already are. Gotta straighten up. Your dad is super embarrassing, Vinny.
2: I know. Okay, Vinny does the same. Like this?
4: (laughs) Exactly. You got to make people believe you have authority, and then you can project it more easily. It's all about confidence, Vinny.
2: Okay, if you say so. I guess Violet's really confident, and Mm -hmm. that seems to work out okay for her.
4: (laughs) Violet is a sweet, sweet child, but I don't know if all her marbles are there. But people assume she knows what she's talking about, and that's because she carries herself with confidence. That's what I want for you, Vinny.
2: Okay, I'll do my best. (laughs)
4: All right. And then there's like a montage of like he's pulls out a blackboard and he's pointing at it with like cool tips about like how to win friends and influence people because you've taken um, some barred skill, um, some extra skill proficiencies, and you did that mostly in charisma for deception and persuasion and stuff. So basically, he's um, using his natural machismo and confidence to teach you to be more charismatic, which is giving you uh, those charisma skills. So now you're proficient in those heck yeah yeah bards are good at stuff um so you get yeah for, so for being a level three bard you get some spells and you get some skills and now you've got those so before we close out i want to have one more scene with these two nerds mm-hmm. and that is k <laughs> k <Kay> feels bad <laughs> about talking back, <laughs> talking behind your friend's back and he wants to make it up to violet and he says vinnie do you still have those paints that we got you for your birthday
2: of course I do. They're my favorite thing ever.
4: I have an idea for a painting project. Do you want to help me?
2: Oh, what is it? What is it?
4: <laughs> Smash cut to K holding you upside down by the ankles over the side of the boat as you paint over the words glitter gold nine with like a a bottom layer and then over it the violet one.
2: And there's little like flowers and smiley faces surrounding the name violet one
4: Mhm. yeah i mean it's magic paint so it can be like a gif yeah. if you want because it like sparkle yes, and it is
2: <laughs> it is it's the most girly flamboyant ship title ever
4: is there anything else you want to do like this is a painting project that you guys did to you know spruce it up but also to impress violet
2: i paint a tiny unicorn on it <laughs> she's gonna love that just
4: a tiny one
2: just like a little one nice it's like a little bitty one
4: but the whole rest of the outside of the ship is still the normal color right <laughs> Yes. You guys just basically did this cool, like, you almost, like, tagged it.
2: Yeah, basically. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Which street art. I love it. <laughs> um. So after you're done, he pulls you up on deck, and you guys, you know, you're like, phew. You know, that was a good afternoon, phew. a good bonding activity. And Sheriff K. turns to you, and he says, you know, while I was holding you and just letting my mind wander, something occurred to me. And correct me, remind me, if I'm just, if I've forgotten something obvious but didn't you find a letter when we were in the woods? I was, you know, in and out. But I seem to remember you finding a letter.
2: I don't remember finding a letter.
4: It was written in gnome? Gnomish?
2: Oh, yeah, the gnome letter that nobody could read. Gnomlish? Gnomlish. Nom. Gnom. Gnom. Gnomian. Gnomian.
4: Okay, yeah, that. Vinny, don't, I mean, you were telling me about how you have your, you talk to your frog friend. Don't you have a comprehend language spell? I do. Does that work
2: on written writing? I've never tried it.
4: Hey. You want to find out? Mix both for our theme song, Thunderstruck, an arrangement of Windmill Hut from The Legend of Zelda, and Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of Lavender Town from Pokemon. Executive producers for the month of August 2016 are Joseph Tombrello, Kirsten Haslinger, Ingmar Gremman, Jade, The Cult of Gorfanax, Extellerus, King Waza, Allison Ansel, Luke Powers, Tarka, Michael Goodell, Wayne Whitzke, Brent, Neil, Trenton, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Silken Guns, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Hanley, Melissa Booker, Keith Snyder, Cameron Abbas, Ariel Badger Release, Zenith Will Rule, Exley, Gary Zayon, Dash on the Rage Monster, Carl, Harrison Andrew, Paul Mullen, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Anna Stoolfar, Dylan, Giorgio Renna, Christopher Sharlow, Cody Jackson, August Rue, Miran Bati, and Taylor Hoyt. You can support the show directly by becoming a patron at Patreon.com/AustinYorsky. You can support Leon by going to patreoncom Cut or subscribing to his YouTube channel, and you can support Lauren directly by visiting her Etsy shop, to which you can find a link in her Twitter profile. If you want to help indirectly, you could always like, comment, subscribe, or review us wherever you found the show or just tell a friend.